pushing a wheelbarrow. Uh, are you real? Youth and disability. What's that? Now arriving at Sin Radio. This service has now departed. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Is it you? Is it disability? Raise the platform. Ready, willing, and able. Raise the platform. Raise the platform. Raise the platform. Raise the platform. Don't forget the ram. Oranges! Raise the platform. Uh, on the show this week, we're going to be talking about um, different disabilities. Yes, we are. Joining joining us now is myself, Jaden, and I'm Alex. <laughs> and also on today's show, I'm going to be featuring uh, a new album. Um, it is by Kingswood. I do love this band. <laughs> Her favourite band. <laughs> they are. Uh, their new album, um, After uh, After Hours Close to Dawn, came out yesterday. So I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, so I'm literally going to be playing the album for you. This, yeah. <laughs> well, a yeah. few songs anyway. Probably half the album today. Yeah. Um, giving you a little taste of, um, you know, what's on the album. Because it's yes. quite different to their um, other work. And before, the, and before the show, I actually said, oh... Oh, God, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I had a feeling. Like, she didn't tell me, but when we were out preparing the show, um, she showed the album and went, oh, goodness. <laughs> yes. So before we uh, start talking about certain disabilities, um, we are going to play the first song off their uh, album, um, and it's called Looking for Love. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do because I absolutely adore it. You are on Raise Platform on Sin 90.7. Why? Why you gotta go looking? Welcome back to Raise the Platform. That was Looking for, Lo- Looking for Love by Kingswood. I love that song. How good is that song? So yeah. different. We're going to be playing all Kingswood this, <laughs> yes. this week. <laughs> yes, but uh, more importantly, we are going to be talking about... Um, some disabilities um, and, you know, what they're all about and how they affect people. So it's a very general show yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, this is obviously um, just what we think. Um, it is our opinions. Um, we're not looking to offend anybody. Um, we're just here to raise awareness and inform people of different types of disabilities. If this brings up anything, anything distressing for you, please let the lifelines are... The just letting you know now that you can call Lifeline on 131114, Kids Helpline on 1800 551800, and Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Yeah, so just a trigger warning there. Yeah, we're not experts. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we have done a lot of research on these topics, yeah. and so this is uh what we have found. So, uh, yeah, anyway, Jaden. What are we talking about first? Well, first we are talking the first three I personally have. Um, So the first one is autism. I have high-functioning autism. It is a developmental disorder that impairs with your 
social interactions, verbal and non-verbal communications, along with like repetitive behaviours, restricted interests, and resistance to change. It is a spectrum. It is a spectrum. So no two cases are exactly the same. They may be di- they may be similar, but yeah. Everyone is different. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about um, some other disabilities Different's that are the same. not less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and just saying about this, I won't really talk about this much because we did a show last year on it. Yes. On it and Invisible Disabilities. And yes. you can check that out on our socials. Yeah, um, or you can go directly to um, our podcast website, which is um, Omni, so O-M-N-Y. Yep. And you just um, type in Razor Platform into that website. Or you can, of course, check out it. Or, of course, you can access it by clicking on one of our podcasts and clicking on to, I think it was done in like, um, or clicking on to the main menu. Yeah. And. Yeah. But um, yeah. if you're um, like if you've liked our Facebook page, uh, which has raised the platform, uh, we post all of our podcasts on there um, every week. So. Yeah. Um, yes, I was diagnosed at age five with high functioning autism after being diagnosed eighteen months earlier with a very catch-all thing of like pervasive development disorder, not otherwise specified. Which did not give you funding for teacher's aides for school and that. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But yeah. I understand why you need more clear. Yeah. But I understand why. Um, whereas high-functioning autism did. According to my parents, allegedly my first word was fantastic, which I have mentioned a number of times <laughs> on this show. That's amazing. <laughs> Normally it's, you know, it's, it's dad. Mum or dad. Or, <laughs> no, it was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And and I was reading Dr. Zeus at two and a half. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was assessed with the stopwatch and numbers and looking at the psychologist's reports, which I were dug up, I think, a year ago. Yeah. I, while I was being tested, I at Monash Uni in Clayton, because mm-hmm. I was getting tested there, um, I was keen to play with it and I was very keen on it anyway. And my youngest brother also has autism. Mm-hmm. But so, it's different to yours, but isn't it? to a higher degree. Yeah. He was diagnosed at five, same as me. After many psychologists said it was developmental delay, which is quite common. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And he is currently at a specialist secondary school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he's definitely getting different treatment and... Um, different like intervention or yeah. education. Yeah. More, like a lot more life skills he's learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I have mentioned that about six months ago. About when we, when I started on the show, we did quite a bit on education. I mentioned my brother's mm. school. Yeah. Second one is, and I may make a hash, have hash of this, Kippel-Trenorne syndrome or KT syndrome. Okay. It is a rare disorder that affects the development of blood vessels, soft tissues and bones. And this is why I first went to the Royal Children's Hospital when I was, I think, six weeks old. Okay. But I was not, although I, it took me, it took until I was three months to be diagnosed with it. Because I had a major port wine birthmark on my right side. Yep. And 
a larger cheek, which you can't mo- notice much now. Yeah, although I can't it was really more, notice. <laughs> although it was more prominent when I was little, especially when I was tired or when I was teething. Yeah, I think you actually, you had to actually tell me that you had like one cheek bigger than the other. Yes, um, I have. So I I definitely didn't notice. Yeah, so I have. I do now, along with bo- bone in my right ear canal. So it's all in my right side. Mm. That is, I've got more bone in my ear canal, which I didn't know until I was a lot older. Why I was getting a lot of ear infections. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, my cheek got my mother into a bit of a predicament when I was six months because she actually got told on someone for child abuse, which she didn't do. Yeah, I can imagine that would be just that was which so is horrible, absolutely for her. disgraceful. Yeah. And another stranger asked my maternal grandmother what was wrong with my face, although my grandmother, and I love my grandmother dearly, insisted there was nothing wrong. And that was just rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I needed, like, laser treatments on my birthmark. As it was a deep purple colour, it's, like, red now. Yeah. And very, oca- very occasionally it does weep. Okay. And... I did get an infection that led me into hospital overseas. I was in Thailand and it just brewed and Oh, that's the worst. That was getting injured. The most that was overseas. probably the most frightening experience of my life because I was in a country where the first language is obviously not English. Yeah. Yeah, that can be horrible. And because of the extra bone I mentioned I mentioned I do get ear infections. Yeah. Quite although although if they're not treated, they get pretty painful. Yeah. And it also attributed to another condition that I'll explain now, scoliosis. Yeah. Yes. We Which might... will be coming up after the break. Yes. We might um, <laughs> go to another song, just just quickly. Uh, this is obviously uh, another Kingswood song. Yes. Um, and it is actually um, their latest single that they've released. Golden. Golden. Yes. Um, yep. So it's different again. Yes. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, I do believe it was a sweet 16 last week. So Two or three weeks ago. Yeah. It wasn't on the sweet 16, though. Yes. 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 It's a great song. So yeah. here it is. Uh, this is Golden by Kingswood. You are on Raised Platform on Sin 90.7. No, um, I'm not too sure of the place. Kind of it's like a, it's a, it's a record place. It's not actually. Oh, a okay, venue. okay, okay. So, um, yeah. And they're playing at 170 Russell. Yes, they're playing two shows. They've just shows announced there. another one. So the 24th and the 26th of March, which is massive. So the um the 24th is, of March is sold out. Yeah. So, yes, but come to the 26th. It's great. Cool. Yay! Wheelchair friendly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, you are listening to Raise the Platform. Yes. <laughs> it is Sin's disability advocacy, yes. flagship disability advocacy show. Yes. And uh, just before uh, the last song, uh, Jaden was going to be talking about... Scoliosis. Yeah. This was a tribute... This in later life is now attributed to the most recent... The recent disability or disorder that I talked about Kibble-Chinone syndrome. So, so it is a condition where a 
person's spine has a sideways curve. I was diagnosed with a double curve when I was seven, and it began a three month, and it began a process of like every three months going in into the Royal Children's Hospital, basically in the middle of peak hour, to for X-rays, orthopedics, and sometimes even orthotics, and which should take a fair bit out of the day, and they discovered it by chance. And they discovered by chance because they were thinking, because they were worried about how broad my feet were. But then when I bent down, they went, uh, we've got a problem here. <laughs> His spine is not straight. I, I, probably that was not what was said, but yeah. Some Something maybe like medical that. term, maybe. Something like that. <laughs> Something more professional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in layman's terms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the doctors initially tried to sp- straighten my spine with a fiberglass brace, but that was an absolute nightmare to wear at school. Like, I did try to wear it at school, but it was just incredibly... But it wasn't... Pa- but it was pretty unbearable to wear. I don't know if I wore it in hot in hot weather, but it would have been an absolute nightmare. Like, I only had it on when I was in bed, but to be fair, I still hated wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the curve unfortunately progressed to a point that I had to have surgery. And I remember my mother and I being told by one of the top pediatric orthopedic surgeons in Australia. So pediatric being kids. Children, being yeah. Being children. A children's doctor. Children's doctors, yes. In Australia that it couldn't be delayed anymore because it was there. If it was delayed, I would have had a chance to develop quite serious health problems because it was because in time it would in time it would have do got something worse. to my lungs and yeah to manage my lungs and that yeah yeah so it would have hurt your organs yeah 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 and it's coming up to nine years it's Mar- it was March 25 is actually the ninth not will be nine years since I've had it oh since I had a six hour operation to put two 20 centimeter titanium rods in my back which will remain there forever. And I didn't know there were two in there until almost a year later while looking at x-rays because when I asked the coordinator there what was going to happen, she said, we're going to put a rod in your back. So I didn't hear rod, Mm. sir. (laughs) I heard rod, so I thought one. (laughs) That would have been painful, though, like, you know, getting used to it. and uh, I had to wear a... Plaster brace for three months. Okay. And it was a lot more comfortable to wear, probably because of weather and that. Yeah. Still, it was, still, I noticed it was there, but it was a lot more comfortable. Yeah. And actually, and I actually found a way to put it on on my own because you can actually, it was, instead of like with a fiberglass one, you needed someone to put it on for you because it was, it had Velcro straps on it Mm -hmm. in the back. Whereas this one, it was like one half the brace was here and the other half, of course, you could connect them using a zipper Mm -hmm. and I actually found out a way to put it on myself. Took a while, but... (laughs) You got there. I could put it on by myself, Yeah, actually. Now Alex is going to... Yes. That is the three I have. (laughs) Alex is going to talk about the one she has. Yes. Um, so obviously, um, I'm going to talk about my own disability yes. because I know the most about it, hopefully. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yes. So, uh, my disability is, uh, spina bifida. 
Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read out a little little yep. definition of it yep. <laughs> and what it is. Um, so spina bifida is a dele- sorry <laughs> disability. Yes, <laughs> dele- uh, dele- I can't say that word. Okay. Um, it's a it's a defect which occurs within the first six weeks of pregnancy. So that is very, very early in the pregnancy, and obviously most um, mothers wouldn't know that they're actually pregnant at that stage. So yeah, um, that's why they say because I've seen this one, and it does attribute to the amount of folate you have in your diet. That's why they say you should take this tablet before you start trying for a baby. Yes, so it's. I think it's uh, three months uh, before yeah. um, ha- like trying for a baby, um, um, and there are obviously yeah. uh, supplements. There are different ones, so yes. you know you have to obviously go to the doctor to find what's best for you. Yes. Um, we obviously can't make the decision Absolutely. for you. <laughs> We're um, not doctors. <laughs> we are not doctors. Um, I am just speaking on behalf of like you know someone with that disability. So. Yes. Yes. Uh, so it happens six weeks into the pregnancy, um, caused possibly by the by a combination of genetic and environmental factors. So if um, I'd be more at risk to have a ti- a child with a dis- uh, with spina bifida as well. Oh, so it's a genetic. So yeah. they say it's a genetic thing. Yeah, it can be, but um, there is also the folate. Yeah. Um, issue which as well, is, which, which is I think how I got everybody, my disability. Which I think is basically the case for everybody now. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Not enough folate. <laughs> yes. Um, some of the spinal bones which normally protect and cover the delicate nerves of the spinal cord do not close. Consequently, consequence. Consequently, I can't speak today, apparently. Yeah. Um, the spinal nerve tissue protrudes through the, this gap and forms an open swelling on the back. So it pretty much, um, when you're born, it looks like a like a giant blister yeah. on your back, um, depending on where the spine didn't form properly and didn't close. Uh, this could occur anywhere from the back of the head to the lowest part of your spine. Um, mine is... Lower. Yeah, mine is pretty much on the base of my spine. Which, are, um, which is the most cases. Yeah, it is yeah. So split, and it's Latin for split spine. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, so, yeah, mine's um, nearly at the base of my spine. Um, it's called um, level L4 uh, with lumbar. I think it's oh. lumbar 4-5. So that's yeah. the L4, position. L4, L5. Yeah, that's yeah. the position of my lesion. Uh, even though surgery at birth closes the gap, the damage to the spinal nerve tissues can never be re-repaired. Be- yeah, never because, be because medical science has not found out a way to repair yeah. a broken spinal yeah. cord. So the degree of paralysis will depend on the extent of damage to the spinal cord and the position of the lesion. Usually there is some paralysis and loss of sensation in the legs and lower trunk. Yes, yes there is. Okay, so for me... I mean, it's yep. all different. I know plenty of people with, like, the same level of spina bifida as me. It um, is the most common yes. around the base of the spine. Yes. So there is um, three different types of spina bifida. Yes. So uh, what I have is the most common and most severe form of yep. spina bifida. It's called myelomeningocele. Um, I, I, 
I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to pronounce that. <laughs> so thankfully you are. Yes, yes. I'm. I still you know struggle sometimes. Yeah. With uh, the pronunciation of Milo Meningocele. Um and then um, the the middle um, level is uh, just meningocele. Okay. Um, which is probably the least com- most least common form of spina bifida. Yep. So. And how it affects you because you can walk with the assistance of yeah. crutches. Yeah. Although you mainly use your chair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there is the um, least severe form of spina bifida, uh, which is called spina bifida occulta. Wait. And okay. a lot of people actually can go um, throughout life not knowing that they actually have. Spina bifida occulta because it's so little and insignificant. Ign- like um, you don't need to use crutches. Yeah, or you, don't you need literally wouldn't to... have any idea. Um, yeah, there might be some um, bladder minor minor problem. um, problems. problems, but like it would almost just be you know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so. There's no um, walking problems. Usually you might get tired a little bit more than an average able-bodied and, person. And for people with spine bifida, they have hydrocephalus. Yes, Most they, people yes, do. Yes, Most I think people. it's about 90%. Yeah, it's very, very common, although you yes. can get it from like illnesses like meningitis, brain tumours, or head trauma. Yes. Although it is extremely common in people with spine bifida like Alex. Yes. Um... So, uh, after the next song, I'm going to explain what hydrocephalus is all about because it is quite technical. Yep. And uh, I'm still wrapping my brain around it. So, uh, yep. and I've been having it, you know, for the last nearly 25 years. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, the next song that we're going to be playing off the new Kingswood album is a song called Library Books. And I love this song. I'm talking about uh, hydrocephalus. Yes. Uh, we did talk about Spina Bifida. Just before the song. This is very common with people people who have spina bifida. Yes. Like 90% of them, they have some form of hydrocephalus. Yes. Yes. I've, um, so what is it? Yes. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> hydrocephalus, uh, which uh, is known as, uh, which all mean, means uh, water on the brain. Um, so when you're born, um, your head can possibly be, you know, just a little bit bigger because um, there's so much swelling. Spinal spinal fluid in there. Yeah, from the fluid in your brain because it doesn't drain properly. Um, It just gets stuck in your head. (laughs) Um, So it is managed by a surgically inserted shunt, which uh, I have on my right side of my head, uh, towards the back. Um, and it is like a big lump on my head. Yep. It's funny because like when people touch my head, um, they feel the shunt and they're like, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> Did I hurt you? <laughs> Am I hurting you? Uh, no. no, no, you're not. Um, so um, the shunt um, is a little thing, like a little ball in your head. Yep. <laughs> it's not a ball. Um, but, you know, it's a thing in your head. Yeah. Um, and it has a tube. Um, and it goes down to another part of your body to drain the fluid. Yeah, yeah, I was, that's what I was about to say. It's just, there must be some way it drains to your because 
if you of course had no yeah. moving it would just come out of your head yeah so it uh goes all the way down my neck cool. um to your and then, lung yes it goes into the you know around the cavity of my lungs okay um and um, it hasn't always been there uh i did have quite i think i'm up to seven shunts now because they, they can, can get blocked yes. or infected. Yes. Yes, they can. <laughs> yes, they can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've had um, quite a few in my heart and Ooh. my stomach. Yeah. But um, recently, but in most of your life, it's been half to long. Yeah. Um, the longest it's ever lasted is uh, where it is now in my yeah. lung. Um, but it pretty much got infected or blocked um, in, like, consecutive years through mm. primary school, yeah. which was not nice. Um, yeah. I did have to miss a lot of primary school, so, you know. You were getting, you needed shunts every other year. <laughs> yes, yes. And, of course, um, to get it replaced, it does obviously require brain surgery. So, yeah, you have so, to walk and talk. Yeah, learning to walk again. And learning to talk all over yeah, well, I don't think I had to learn to talk again. I think because that was still a probably thing. Probably didn't affect that part of the brain. Yeah, it was just the walking, I think. It was just probably just the mobility. Walk, mobility. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was not fun. But um, yep. luckily I know quite a few people who have, um, shunts. who have shunts and they've never had a replacement. Yes. I'm just the unlucky one. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so that is, uh, that is uh, hydrocephalus in a nutshell. Um, now we are going to talk about disabilities we personally don't have. Yes. And this now requires me, and we did say this at the start of the show, but if you're just tuning in, if this does bring up any sensitive sensitive things for you, you can always contact Lifeline on 13 11 14, Kids Helpline on one 1800 and... and Beyond Blue on 1300 224 So another trigger warning there. Yes, yes. Um, so I'm going to start with paraplegia. Yep. Uh, which is another spinal cord injury. But it uh, usually is a result of a accident. Um, uh, more commonly in um, a car accident, diving or sports or pedestrian Accidents. Yep. Um, Although you can get it from any, like, trauma or something like that. Yes. Um, I'm going to throw some statistics yes. uh, at you um, because I think it's really important. Um, so 53% of uh, spinal cord injuries are caused by motor vehicle accidents, um, which is very serious, um, and it's... Uh, that's why we have those TAC ads. Yes, yes. Um, and it is uh, 75% alcohol-related. Um, in accidents is the factor. Mm. So it's not good. Um, Curse you, alcohol. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, and there is um, a, an age group that are more likely to get it because, you know, it's uh, the young ones. <laughs> yeah, because their bodies are still developing. Yes, and, and they think they're invincible. Mm. Um, teenagers, so, teenagers specifically. Yes, so about 400 people a year um, 
acquire a spinal cord injury, mm. uh, which is one every day, at least. Bugger. Um, and it's between the ages of 15 to 24 that are 28%. Yeah, so teenagers, the, young adults. Yeah, so 28% of spinal cord injuries occur between 24. Yes, between 15 and 24. Yep. Um, with the average age being 19. Yep. Um, and uh, 80% male. Wow. Male. Mm-hmm. Boys, you need to be careful. Think about what that you're testosterone doing. testosterone and fueled on testosterone probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, more than 100... Uh, sorry, more than 10,000 people in Australia are living with spinal cord injury. Yep. Um, and... Paraplegia is two limbs affected. Yep, and I will I will read out the definition. Yep. Um, so paraplegia is if the spine is below the the level of the neck. Um, so it's the back being broken, not the neck. Two and usually it's two limbs affected. Yeah, so it's um para just means two. So uh, it's usually obviously the legs yep. because your back is being broken um, and movement in the trunk and chest will depend on the height of the lesion, yeah. uh, depending where your back is broken. So um, that is paraplegia. Um, and then quadriplegia is the neck being broken. Yep. Um, or the spine is injured in a cervical region. Four limbs affected. Yeah. So not light, not four limbs don't move. Yeah. The arms will be will be fully or partly paralyzed, hence yeah. the four limbs are affected cool. and the person is said to be quadriplegic yeah. or a tetraplegic. Okay. <laughs> and there is such a thing as triplegia. Mm. Three limbs affected. Yeah. So it's usually... It's it is mostly your legs and one of your arms that are affected. Mm-hmm. Although it can be dependent on like could be both both yeah. arms and one leg or so on. Yeah, well, I don't know much about triplegia, but yeah, um, I, I yeah. don't know too much about but it. But with with quadriplegia, but the chest muscles. It does muscles, exist. Yeah, the um quadriplegia, the chest muscles will also be affected, and the person may have difficulty breathing, coughing, and clearing. Yeah, their that's chest. why they. That's why they sometimes have a tube. Some ha- they have a tube in in their mouth or something. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go to another song now. Yes. And uh, we will continue with uh, more yep. disabilities after the next song. Okay. And uh, the next song I'm going to be playing is called. Come on, Welcome back to Raise the Platform. That was Bell by Kingswood. Uh, you are listening to Raise the Platform and we are talking about different disabilities. Um, we're going to go on to another disability now and um, yes, we don't have it. Um, so we're just going to go off the research, research that we've have made. Yep. Um, so we're going to be talking about next uh, multiple sclerosis. Yep. Um, which is uh, MS for short, which yep. uh, is more commonly spoken because yep. multiple sclerosis is a bit of a 
bit of a mouthful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so MS is a neurological condition which affects the central nervous system. Mm. The central nervous system acts like a telephone switchboard sending electric electrical messages along the nerves to yep. various parts of the body. And what this horrible disease does is it kills, is it attacks your, it damages your, like, electrical messages. Yeah. Is it attacks the central nervous system. Yes. Uh, so these messages control all our everyday movements and processes. The nerve fibres in the central system are wrapped in a protective sheath of fatty materials called myelin. 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 Yeah. Yep. <laughs> myelin sheath. Which, like plastic around around electric cable, insulates the nerves and helps the smooth flow of messages to different parts of the body. Uh, in and in p- people who have MS, the myelin breaks down and is replaced by scar tissue. This results in the messages being distorted, which you've just said, um, yep. completely blocking or being sent uh, to the wrong area. So, so some people with MS may need to use in time may need to use wheelchairs or crutches to get around because yeah. it does affect the spinal cord. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, um, there are symptoms to MS, um, which include, uh, vertigo, which is dizziness, mm. uh, eye trouble, such as double vision, speech difficulties, including slurring of words, yep. um, weakness in the arms, loss of coordination, numbness or pins and needles, staggering, loss of balance or dragging of the feet, extreme tiredness and memory lapses okay yes and of course um these are just symptoms if you do have one of those don't assume that you have ms actually go to the doctors please <laughs> go to the doctors yes if you're... we are not doctors um go we... to a gp doctor <laughs> yes we are not doctors yes uh so these symptoms are unpredictable and well-being of someone it's with... a sp- it is as well a spectrum like yeah yeah yeah, sometimes uh, someone with MS will vary from day to day. Yeah. With proper management of, with sorry, with proper management, the effects of MS may be minimized. Minimi- and it is minimized, and in most cases, people affected by MS may lead, still lead, independent, active, satisfying lives, which is great. And it is. And there is no real known cure for it, although there is, like, spinal... Like, you can use stem cells, and that can probably halt MS. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's been proven. Yeah. Yeah. So it may have stopped for some, but it may not have... But it may not have for others. Yeah. So MS affects more women than men. Yep. Uh, with sy- symptoms generally appearing... Between the ages of 20 to 50 okay. in people living in temperate climates. Yep. So it's it's very big age. Yep. <laughs> uh, there. Cool. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the causes are still unknown. 
Um, However, we do know that it is not hereditary. Mm. So, very slim... So, it isn't passed on from family member to family member? Yes. Thankfully? Yes. Now I'm going to be talking about two more... I wouldn't really call them disabilities, but as this is... But it does affect your life, so I am going to go with it. Yes. And that is number one. And the first one I'm going to talk about is epilepsy. And it is a neurological disorder. And the main feature, of course, is epileptic seizures or fits. Mm-hmm. Or fits. And there are many types of epilepsy. Like there's like partial seizures and absent seizures where you don't normally really get fits. But you don't really get fits. And my mother, and I have to know a little bit about this because my mother actually has a history of seizures. Mm -hmm. She's had three and these have happened when she was asleep. So she had two when she was pregnant with my, with my younger brother. So with my one, with my younger brother and she was, had two in a month. And she was diagnosed with nocturnal epilepsy then, and she had another one three years later. Okay. And, but fortunately hasn't had one since. And you could think about, and you could think about, my dad would have been absolutely petrified when it first happened, because I haven't really spoken to him about it. I don't think I have spoken to him about it, but I don't really want to speak about it, because basically... Basically, if you see, if you see somebody just jerking around on limbs and you don't know what it is, it's will be probably the most petrifying experience of your life because you don't know what the hell is happening mm. or what the hell is going to happen. And even though she has been off her meds because you usually are on medication after you've had seizures, yeah, she's been off her meds for more than 10 years yet, she still tells people when she goes away on her own that she has it because you never know, like the first one. You never know, like the first one. She may have another one. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um. And number two is... Di- and the second one here is diabetes. Yeah. And, high bl- and it is high blood sugar levels over prolonged periods. That's yeah. basically... Diabetes. Yeah, I think there's and it two happens types when as well. I think there is a there's, there's a type th- one and type two. There's type two, type one and type two, but there is another one called genus called genus gen, gestational diabetes that occurs in pregnant women. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know if that's really a I don't know if that goes through type one or type two or okay, or it's a thing on its own. And it happens when the body doesn't produce enough insulin, which is produced in the pancreas. Mm-hmm. And three types: type one or type one or juvenile diabetes, type two diabetes, and as I mentioned earlier, gestational diabetes. And type one is one that can't be cured, but it can be treated. So you need to be on medication for that. Yep. It is a necessity. And type two diabetes is happens to be one that my maternal grandfather has. He. He's not on any medication, yeah. But he does control it through his diet, and but he does need to control it through his diet and exercise and that. So, yeah, that's basically the main course of medication. So he's not on medication, but needs to 
what 48s and that. Yeah. And usually he'll, he'll have a main meal at lunch and, and have a smaller dinner. Okay. So, which is, which I think people, people can do that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, yeah. and, but he's still quite fit and active in that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's it. That's yes. it. We're going to be out of time. Yes. Um, and just a reminder, I know we've said these before, but if this does bring up sensitive issues for you, please contact Lifeline on 131114, Kids Helpline on 1800551800, and Beyond Blue on one. On one three hundred two two four six three six. Yes. Um. And if you want to reach us, contact us. Whatever. On our social, <laughs> our socials are, um, Facebook on Race the Platform, Instagram on Race the Platform, and Twitter on RTPSYN. Yes. Um. So definitely look out for, uh, this week's podcast, which will be up, which will be up as soon as possible. Uh, yes, as soon as possible. Yes. Um, yes, but uh, thank you for listening. Um, we are going to continue on. Yes, we're we going to continue this next week. Yes. So it'll this, be it will, two parts. Two parts. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, so I hope you've actually enjoyed listening this week. Yep. Um, and If you're interested in learning more about more disabilities, <laughs> tune in next week. Yes. I'm um, going to go into more um, intellectual disabilities as well okay. this week. So cool. it'll be good. And yep. very educa- <laughs> educational. Educational. Yes. Yeah. Um, but before we leave, I am going to leave you with one last song. And um, it is the second last um, s- um, song on the um, album. Um, and it is one of my favourites. Um, yeah. It's called Atmosphere. Yep. So um, this is K.